All right, St. Louis, uh, we are back. I am Tom. And I'm Will Rooney. And we are uh, excited to continue reflecting on the colics of Advent. Uh, so Will and I, week to week, have been going through the colics that we hear at Mass um, and just seeing how they apply to our Advent journey and to our lives. And so we're going to talk about the third Sunday um, in this third, well, in anticipation for the third week, which is also called Gaudete Sunday. Um and what does Gaudete mean, Will? Gaudete, uh, it really means uh, rejoice, yeah. as in an imperative kind of command, kind of rejoice. Right? Yeah, and this third week, we we light the pink candle, right? That's or, right. Sorry, yeah. it's rose. It's not pink. Uh, it's pink. It's pink, yeah. It's a shade. Um, <laughs> we light the third candle on the wreath, and it's a different color because this is a this is a week of true rejoicing. We are almost at Christmas, the celebration of the Incarnation, That's almost right. at the Nativity of the Lord. Right. So we're pretty excited. So, Will, what are we, uh, what are we reflecting on today? Yeah, that pink candle really represents... Um, it's rose. Oh, sorry, the rose candle. <laughs> the rose candle uh, reminds us of the dawn. So if you've ever been up early in the morning, you uh, kind of see the first tinges of the light coming up on the horizon, and it's it's rose. And so um, what we're remembering is that the dawn from on high will come upon us um, and come soon, right? We can we can see that the sun is coming. Uh, he's, he's not there quite yet, uh, but we're excited because we know he's coming. And so that's, that's kind of the, the theme of everything that we do today in mass is this uh, predominating joy. That's right. Yep. And so today's collect, uh, it says this, O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity, enable us, we pray to attain the joys of so great a salvation and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, so you can see in this colic, like joy is predominating throughout the entire, uh, throughout this entire celebration from the opening word of that entrance antiphon, which is um, said as the priest is walking up to the altar, right? Um, which is um, from Paul's letter to the Philippians, and it says, um, "Rejoice! I shall say it again, rejoice." Um, brothers and sisters, uh, from that to the collect, to the readings, everything that we have today is kind of focused um, on what does it mean to have joy mm -hmm. in our lives as Christians. Mm -hmm. So uh, we thought it might be nice to reflect on on joy. A sure, yeah, bit. and and I think when it comes to the Christmas season, you know, everyone wants us to feel happy and warm, right? Mm -hmm. Like we you watch commercials and you go to the store and everything is kind of oriented toward making you feel good. Yeah, sentimentality. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that you buy things, right? Um, and for a lot of people, Christmas is not a time of, of happiness, right? There's there's some tragedy that surrounds the season, um, or there's some family uh, friction that, you know, really, really darkens the, the joy of the season. But our Christian understanding of joy is not, it's not a feeling, right? Mm. Um, in fact, in, in my ministry, in an adult uh, formation and evangelization here at the parish. One of my my mission is to create joyful disciples, and that doesn't mean people who are like you know bouncing all over the place <laughs> and giggling all over. And yeah, it's not a sentimental thing. It's joy is much deeper than that. Yeah. Um, the church says that joy it's a fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and it also comes from understanding the importance of the incarnation. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's an attitude of living, an attitude of being after you realize that God loves us enough to send his son, mm. to send himself, 
to die for us. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it, it's, um, it, it strikes me as kind of odd in a way. Sometimes, uh, you're reading through someone like Paul, like if you listen to the second reading this Sunday, um, you'll hear rejoice always Mm -hmm. pray without ceasing in all circumstances, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Jesus in Christ Jesus. Right. And, uh, the reality is that it's hard. Like that is, that is a, a a very difficult thing to do in a way, right? To rejoice always. To rejoice always. I mean, uh, to give thanks in all circumstances. That, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it, does. It, it, it really does. It like, does. Um, I can think of like four circumstances from yesterday that I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, I would rather that not have happened. We'll have a it, rough Tuesday, everybody. Well, no, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but, I know, I know. Uh, I know and we're recording on Thursday, so it's... Oh, yeah, it's uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, whatever. Yeah, anyway, but um, the, the point being like, you see things that happen in the world um, at large, but also in our specific circumstances of life that are just like, what the heck? Like, why is this happening to me? There's so much suffering. There's so much pain, so much evil in the world. But somehow we're supposed to rejoice always. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, Tom. Joy is a fruit of knowing, knowing and believing that, that God has a plan. Yeah, exactly. That God has a plan. And it's not, it's not, it's not easy at all. We're not saying that it's, it should be easy. Um, in fact, it takes a lot of faith and a lot of work and a lot of trust, Mm. um, to understand that God's plan is already in action. Right. Right. Um, and that part of that plan is that we are beloved children of God. Um, and although it might not seem that way all the time, you'd be like, okay, Lord, you treat your children like this. This is not great. But we have to remember that sin exists. Um, and God came to liberate us from that sin. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it says at the end of that same reading from, from Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, um, the one who calls you is faithful and he will accomplish it. The one who calls you is faithful. So it, this joy that we're talking about is not, uh, as Tom Marty kind of alluded to, it's not this sentimentality of like, oh, warm, fuzzy cookies and a fire and chestnuts, you know. Those like, are great things, though. Yeah, I mean, those are awesome, right? Right. But it's it's more this, um, this fruit of trusting that the Lord is faithful, mm-hmm. that, that he is the one... Uh, from whom all of our good is going to come, right? That um, he's going to bring to fulfillment this great promise that one day Jesus Christ will come again, right? And all will be just and perfect. Exactly. It's it's a joy comes from understanding and knowing what's already been done through Christ, and it comes from uh, hoping for what is to come. Yeah. Mainly we take joy in the fact that we're going to go to heaven, God Amen. willing. Yeah. You know? Um if we live this life of discipleship and love that God has called us to, um we can rejoice because right now things might be a little just a little bit tough. Um Yeah. But we we hope and we rejoice that one day our burdens will be lifted. Uh, I love this week. The Scaudete Sunday is awesome. It is. It's yeah. really great. So uh, the idea is that uh, um, that we have to let Advent cultivate in our hearts a sincere and sure hope rooted in the memory of past events. And uh, Pope Benedict kind of talks about this when he says that 
Advent's concerned with the connection between memory and hope. That memory, mm. remembering what God has done in the past, right? Yeah. Remembering God's promises to Israel and the fact that those promises were fulfilled in Jesus Christ awakens in us this kind of um, this this memory, uh, this this hope within us that um, that's a hope in rooted in the fact that God became man for our salvation, that God became man for our salvation. It's a healing memory, right, uh, is the way that Pope Benedict talks oh, about Oh, that's a really it. cool Healing way. memory. I love that. That's really cool. That, um, what it, is this from? Do you know what? It's, it's from a book called Seek That Which Is Above, okay. which are meditations throughout the year. Uh, he wrote it in 1986. Nice. Ignatius Press. Classic. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a beautiful idea, right, that, that the reason we're rejoicing today is that... God fulfills his promises. Yeah. God fulfills his promises. And that's that's um no less true today than it was back in Israel's time, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're sitting here waiting for the Lord to come. Um and that's a that's a powerful thing if we if we really meditate upon this, right? Um that in the face of all of these trials and tribulations, we we really have joy. Yeah, um, right. Especially when um, you know we just don't we don't know what's going to happen in the world, right? I mean, like, there's so many things that are uncertain. There's there's strife and war and leadership on both sides of the aisle that we're not happy with, and it causes me to sit back and reflect. So during during Advent, I've been per- I've been praying the prayer Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Every night, I've just been kind of reflecting on that word and saying it over and over again, not using very many words, just inviting Jesus into my heart and every corner of my life. And this week of Gaudete, because there's so much uncertainty in the world, it encourages me to reflect on uh, where am I putting my trust Mm. and where am I putting my faith and where am I putting my hope? Obviously, the world is like, it's very important, and we are called to live in the world. Ultimately, I rejoice in the fact that I am not made for this world mm. um, yeah. and that I am made for right. heaven. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded um, this past summer, I had the opportunity to work in a, in a hospital yeah. as a chaplain. Um, and uh, it, there was one time um, I got called to a room um, of, a, of a little baby um, in the NICU who wasn't doing well. Yeah. Um, and it, he wasn't, he wasn't going to make it. I mm-hmm. mean, that was just the consensus that he was not going to make it. Right. So you got this three week old baby, these grieving parents, um, an older sibling and a grandma there and the doctors telling him, uh, he's not going to make it. Um, and the family's like, uh, we want our kid baptized. Yeah. Um, so actually our, our parochial vicar here, father Doug, um, I called him and said, Hey, can you come baptize this child. And, um, that was, man, that was just a, that was a tough day. Like it was a, a, and I mean, I wasn't, to say the least, you know, like I wasn't even, um, you know, I didn't even know this family the more that morning. Right. I walked into this situation and I, I didn't know this family, but, um, to see the pain, to see the suffering, um, with them. And actually, um, uh, after the family had left, um, the child, uh, passed away while myself and the nurses and the doctors were holding, like passing him around and holding him. Mm. Um, and to just hold that baby, that's when the, this, 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 uh, 
this like became real. This like, yeah. how how the heck am I supposed to rejoice in this circumstance? In every moment, y- you right? know that. Um, you know, I I just remember um, kind of being like, what the heck, God? You know, and it took me it took me uh, a while to really kind of come through that and say, okay, you know, um, Lord, I I don't know how this is happening, and I I don't know why this is happening, and I don't like it, and I would never ever wish what happened sure to that baby on any no any way. family you no know way. like at the same time um there there there's somehow that we're supposed to rejoice even in that circumstance right cuz paul doesn't say rejoice in every circumstances but the but the hard ones yeah right? exactly i mean there there's a, a reality to this that really becomes I think it becomes more and more obvious the the worse and worse the circumstances are. The darker the situation is, yeah. the more you have to say, "Lord, I trust you." Right. Lord, I trust you. Yeah. Um. And I that doesn't you know doesn't like, come easy. It doesn't come easy. And f- quite frankly, emotionally, um, after that situation, like I was a wreck oh, for yeah. like a, a couple days. I Anyone was just kind of like yeah. walking around like, "What the heck." And I can't imagine what the, you know, I have no idea what happened to the parents afterwards, right? Yeah. But I'm sure even now they're still kind of dealing with that reality, mm-hmm. right? Of um, their little baby dying. Right. But I think that there's something very, uh, that's where the gospel comes in, right? Mm-hmm. That we know that that child went to heaven because he received the sacraments, right? Yeah. He got, he was baptized, he was confirmed. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that that's worth more than if he had lived an 80, 80 year life. You know exactly. what I mean, right? Exactly. It's not it's not right. the length of life that that determines the 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 reality in the exactly. end, right? Um, it's the gift of God, right? And he is he is happy right now. He yeah. is rejoicing because he is experiencing God face to face, right? And but that's we're the ones that are sad, right? But that's hard to say, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, you know, like that's like that is the I, I don't know even know the paradox of Christianity in a nutshell, right? Or paradox, yeah. or I don't know what the right word is, but just like the the mystery that somehow um, somehow there's a there's a joy that can sustain us even in those circumstances. Yeah, and I I have friends and I have family members who have lost young young children. Uh, my cousins lost their three week old baby on Christmas Eve, right? And so the 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 trauma and the just straight up depression and sadness and grief it's it's in it's just it's immense um and so yeah i i don't know the best way to recommend how do you say rejoice in those situations you can't but i do know um and it's really interesting that even in like if you look at the psalms so you know when Jesus was hanging on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah, yeah, Psalm 22. Yeah, and I don't mean to be cliche. Um, it's just really interesting to me that if you go read that psalm, the first half of that psalm, it very much echoes Jesus' words. Mm-hmm. God, you're gone. Why have you abandoned me? You're not even here. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you, God? But for some reason, that psalm wraps up by saying, but you are God, and I don't know why you did it, and I'm angry at you, mm-hmm. but I trust you, and I put my faith in you. And... Now, I'm not recommending that if you're hurting right now, you don't need to say those things, right? Mm-hmm. That comes with time, um, and that comes with grieving properly. 
but it is possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's possible to have joy even when emotionally we're, we're not there, Yeah. you know? And I don't know how to do it because I've, I've never gone through something like that so personal myself. Uh, but I've seen people who have gone through it really try to adopt this joy in their life because it's, it's not a feeling. It's a, it's an understanding that we have a father who loves us in heaven and he mm-hmm. wants to be with us forever. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. He wants us to be with him. Yeah. And that's, that's the, the hope of all our entire life, which should imbue us with a certain, uh, it, it should be a, a, a normal quality of a Christian to be joyful. Yeah. And I don't like Tom was saying at the, you were saying at the beginning, right? Not uh, like a, um, not a false, like, not a false, like happiness, happiness, yeah. like giggly you don't or need something. To put masks like, on. You, no, no, no. Like I, I but a, a joy, an assurance of, a, um, a one who lives in in the in the with the knowledge and the hope that he is in the Father's providence, right? That he's in the care of the Father. That's how we should live as Christians. And I, yeah. I'm not saying that's easy, right? Like that. No. That's it, like the <laughs> the it, challenge of our life. <laughs> and it comes from a life of of prayer, of good prayer, of uh, engaging in the sacraments and the liturgical life of the church. It, it comes from a lifetime of putting yourself close to God mm. so that we might become like God yeah. and understand his will so that we might become holy. It comes from a lifetime of holiness. Like I said, I think last week or maybe the week before on our podcast here, like Advent it really, I think, represents a lot of what we are as a Christian people yeah. in all in all time, right? Mm-hmm. That we're, we're waiting for the dawn. Um, uh, you know, I love this, the image of kind of that the, the, the dawn is coming, right? And it's, it's coming, it's coming into the world, but the light hasn't completely covered, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on its way. It's on its way, but it's tough. It's, I mean, it's yeah. just really. And so I, I think that while we're all called to rejoice in the plan that God has for all of us at the end of time, in the moment, it can be really hard. Right, yeah. And that's yeah. when we need to rely on prayer and rely on this parish community at one another um, and, uh, and our faith. Right. And that's... I know it sounds so cliche and I sound so corny <laughs> saying it, but but it's true. It's really faith is really the only antidote to this problem of of evil and of sin. Um, mm. And and I think in the in this Advent season we look to Mary yeah. as like as this prime example of joy, yeah. right? When she's informed that she's about to have the Christ child, uh, at first she's a little nervous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she she submits to God's will and she rejoices in the fact that. God's coming to save the human race. Yeah, you know what I think is really interesting about that is that exact the the thing that she is nervous. You can kind of tell you get the sense from the the scriptures that she has a certain like uh, emotional response to when the angel tells her that she's going to bear the son of God, right? But then what's then she makes an act of the will and she says, "Let it be done unto me exactly. according to your word." Exactly. And so there's there's this. Um, beautiful uh, separation that of of not not separation. I shouldn't say separation. There's a a, a beautiful um, saying. Okay, yeah, I feel this way, mm-hmm. but I want to do the will of God, uh, and and um, I'm not going to ignore my emotions. I'm not going to not tell God, hey, I'm I'm sad. I'm I'm uh, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I don't know you know how this is going to work out. I'm suffering. All those things are important to say, right? To yeah. acknowledge that we are that way is is good right i mean he's our father he wants us exactly. but to also say 
thy will be done. You know, like that I, I want to do what you want mm-hmm. to, me to do because mm-hmm. I trust you, Lord. I trust yeah. you that whatever you're asking me to do is going to bring me eventually to the happiness that you have for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the mother of God, I mean, she is this example, right? When she goes to, uh, after that, after the fact, where does she go? It, she says, I want to do the will of God. And then she goes to Elizabeth. Exactly. She goes out to Elizabeth to help her. And that you see that as like the, this, this charitable act as the fruit of following the will of God. Mm-hmm. And then when she gets to Elizabeth, she has this, beautiful, beautiful canticle that we pray every day at evening prayer um, in the liturgy of the hours, This the Magnificat, right? That mm-hmm. um, Where she says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant, and from, all, from this day all generations will call me blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and on and on and on, right? Sure. That Mary's entire being becomes this this place of of joy, right? And that um, that soul proclaiming the greatness of the Lord and her spirit rejoicing in God, who is her Savior, that doesn't stop, right? After Jesus is born, right? I mean, just consider it even permeates her entire life. It permeates her entire life because yeah, Christ yeah. has come into her life, yeah. and because she, more than any of us, uh, knows Christ intimately. Mm, yeah, it changes her life. Yeah, it's Mary's. Mary's a wonderful figure to focus on this week, uh, especially that prayer, that Magnificat. So maybe we can make that a part of our our prayer this week. You yeah. know, maybe that's a, a suggestion for uh, Advent practices this yeah. week. Absolutely, and that's found in uh, Luke chapter one, uh, starting at verse forty six and following. If you if you need that, if you're playing along at home, if you're playing along at home <laughs> in your Bible, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. don't don't like try and look that up if you're listening to this as you're driving. Um, yeah, please, please. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there's kind of a that that is the the mystery, right? The mystery that we celebrate today is a mystery of joy. Um, how are we called to be joyful as Christians? Yeah, so let's all bring that to prayer this week and rejoice in the fact that God has a plan for each of us, and that plan includes heaven. That's His plan for us, um, and we choose to respond to that how we choose to respond to that. But let's let's bring to prayer this uh, mystery of how to always rejoice, as Paul asks us, mm. Amen. because it's it's real life that we suffer, yeah. you know? Bad things happen, um, but where does God fit into all that? So uh, we're praying for for this whole parish during, during Advent, and uh, we want you to pray for us, too, um, and may we journey together to the joy of the Lord uh, that He has planned for us. So we, uh, we hope that your Advent season is going well, and we'll see you next week for a final reflection on the fourth week of Advent. All right. Bye. Bye.